This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. A federal commission held a hearing this week in northern Arizona as part of a national effort to address missing and murdered indigenous people. Arizona Public Radio's Ryan Heinches reports. The Not Invisible Act Commission met near Flagstaff for the third in a series of hearings throughout the U.S. Members were appointed by the Departments of the Interior and Justice. They heard emotional testimony from family members of missing and murdered indigenous people, along with tribal law enforcement and victims and family service providers. Navajo Nation Council Delegate Amber Canis-Bakrati is a member of the commission. What I want to see from the commission is federal partners either recognize that they play a part in this or to provide that funding so the nations can do that work themselves. The commission heard recommendations for how to better coordinate responses to missing persons cases and provide better communication and funding for family and victim assistance on tribal lands. Those who testified also called for more accountability of public officials in solving missing persons and murder cases. The 2019 Not Invisible Act was sponsored by then-Representative Deb Holland, who now serves as Interior Secretary. The commission will develop recommendations and submit a report to Holland, Attorney General Merrick Garland, and Congress. For National Native News, I'm Ryan Heinches in Flagstaff. More mines are being proposed in the western U.S. to provide metals for the expected growth in electric vehicles, also for large storage batteries, for power generation, and other high-tech products aimed at reducing climate change. The Nez Perce tribe is worried about one of those mines proposed for central Idaho. Chuck Kornbach of Station WUWM reports. Perpetua Resources wants to develop an open-pit gold and antimony mine at a former mining site near a fork of the Salmon River. Antimony is used in solar panels and is expected to have a big future in battery storage units near solar and wind farms. Perpetua spokesperson Mackenzie Lyon says what her company calls the Stibnite Project would be a source of metals now often brought in from overseas. The most important thing we can do is bring mineral production home. Because when it is home, they are impacts that we can control here, we can regulate, moderate, and have oversight of. But environmental groups are raising concerns about the Stibnite proposal. So is the Nez Perce tribe, as the tribe has treaty-reserved rights and natural resources, cultural resources, and sacred sites in the area. Shannon Wheeler is tribal vice chairman. Tatsbewi, uh, good morning to everyone. Uh, appreciate you being here. Wheeler recently met with about 50 members of the Society of Environmental Journalists to talk about his concerns with the Stibnite project, the main one being the fate of endangered salmon that return from the Pacific Ocean to Idaho waters to spawn. Generally, there are five-year-old fish that are coming back to that area, and so it's uh, truly important that we keep that water as clean and cold and as fresh as possible for them because, you know, they... They have a gauntlet to go through. They have dams, reservoirs, predation. Perpetua hopes to be granted a mining permit in the next year or so and open the Stibnite mine within four years. I'm Chuck Kornbach. The Federation of Sovereign Indian Nations is calling for cultural sensitivity training in all areas of sports after an ESPN broadcaster mocked an indigenous hockey player's name. Anchor John Anderson compared Zach Whitecloud's name to toilet paper Monday night, then later apologized to the Golden Knights player. First Nations leaders applauded the apology but said the training is needed. Whitecloud accepted the apology, telling reporters he's proud of his culture and that this is something the anchor and others can learn from. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. 
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Ramona Farms, offering wholesome and delicious foods from our heirloom crops as our contribution to a better diet for the benefit of all people. We are honored to share our centuries-old farming and culinary traditions online at RamonaFarms.com. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.